there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. All right. Well, today's message is called Say Yes. Um, most of you probably noticed uh, the display in the foyer and realized that we're asking people to sign up and be a part of some things that we're doing here at Thrive. Uh, inviting, we're inviting you to say yes, uh, serve in some areas in, in the church. Um, and I want to be sharing some thoughts and, and really some inspirations about what say yes uh, means to us, what this say yes campaign is about. Um, and then Helen is going to come in, in a little bit and she's going to give some instructions and some practical stuff about how to do that and what, what we're all, what we're thinking about that. But I, I, I'm going to try to bring some inspiration about what say yes means to me. Um, I want to, I want to tell you some things that are really important to me, important to our team, uh, in understanding things as it relates to asking you to get involved and serve, uh, in, in the ways that we're asking you to here at Thrive. So number one, um, this is not about me trying to get you signed up in my vision. <laughs> like, I want you to do things for me. Um, that's not what this is about. This is not getting you enrolled in my vision. Uh, my focus is not on building a big ministry, but I, I, I love to focus on building big people. So it's not about like trying to build some big thing here at the church. We're actually about serving people. Um, I'm not trying to build my ministry or my calling, but rather uh, I want to I want to help individuals to see their vision. I want to help you find out what is it that you're supposed to be pointed at. Where are you going? Where is God sending you? Where is He releasing you? And, and where are you called to to happen in life? So I, I want to do that. So that's kind of my heart. My vision is to see you uh, find the thing that you're made for to go after what is in in God's heart for you. So um, that's. That's something that's really important for, for me to, to share with you as we're asking you to serve. Uh, it's not about me. I'm asking you to serve because I think that it's going to help you to find who you are and to go after that in the fullness. So we'll talk a little bit more as we go through about what that looks like. But my, my goal is to enable and empower you to find your yes, right? Okay. So many people are stuck in, in areas of sin. They're settling for mediocre life and existence. Uh, they're not living the life that they want to or that God has called them to. And this isn't because they're busy doing what they should not do. Really, I, I believe it, it's, it's that they haven't clearly grasped or understood, understood what they should be doing. What is it they're about? What is your yes? You know, when we find out what our, what, what our yes is, sometimes the no's just kind of fall off. You ever notice that? When you're like, when you're focused in on what you're supposed to be doing, you don't have time for the no's. <laughs> you don't have time to like, you know, run over there and, and um, engage in activities you're not supposed to because you're busy focused on your yes. You're running after the things that you're made for. You don't, you're not, you're not uh, stuck because you're pressing into the thing that is your yes. The problems we get into is when we don't clearly see our yes. When we don't clearly see the thing that God has called us to, we get stuck in all kinds of problems, right? So we need to find our big yes. I know what my yes is. And when I spend my life focusing and pursuing that on that, I don't have time for the other stuff. I really don't. It just falls off. And so that's my heart and my focus for you is I want to help you find your yes. Yes. 
And you might be thinking, well, how does that have anything to do with those cards that are out there on the display? Uh, we'll, we'll get to, to some of that. But I really want you to hear my heart. I'm not about building my ministry empire, but I'm focused on being obedient to God, pursuing his kingdom, his glory, the manifestation of who he is in my life, in, in my family, in our church, and in our community. Who is Jesus to me and how does that relate to what he's doing in my life and in my family, in our church, in our region? So that's when, when I'm asking you to consider serving, I'm not asking you to come and serve my vision. I want you to hear my heart there, really get that. So I'm inviting you to come alongside of me as I serve God's vision for our church and for our region. The Lord spoke to me clearly this week, earlier on, and, and um, uh, he, he was reminding me of how he sees us, his vision for Thrive. Um, and he said to me, he said, you are a house of encounter. And um, um, this house is, is meant to operate from that description in every part of what we do. In everything that we do at Thrive, it's about actually being a house of encounter. I hope that, that he continues to unpack that, and we'll probably talk more about that in the weeks to come. But, but um, when people encounter Thrive people, they encounter the Lord. That's what God sees. He sees that we're supposed to be a living, breathing, walking, moving encounter with God. When we come into contact with people at our workplace, they're supposed to, they're supposed to encounter not just us. Because guess what? If you, if you came this morning and all you encounter is me, you're going to go away disappointed. I like myself. <laughs> I do. But you didn't come here for me. You came here to encounter God, right? And so I know that even as we go into the marketplace, we go to our workplaces, our neighborhoods, uh, whatever that looks like for you, wherever you are when you're not here this morning, all of those places, when you go there, you are a living encounter for people around you. And that's what God sees when he looks at his people. He doesn't see them as like, well, they, it's really important to God that we gather on Sundays. Now he loves that. He loves these times of corporate gathering, but he also sees that you carry something with you that you actually are that encounter to others everywhere you go. So that's a part of our vision here, is, is to, to empower you to be that encounter, to encounter God when you come here. We definitely want to see it happen out there, but we absolutely are after it happening right here in our midst on Sunday mornings. Yeah, we want you to go away having had an encounter with God, whether you've been with us for years and years and years and years, or whether today's your very first day in the room. We want you to encounter God. That's what we're after. So when we talk about saying yes, some of that is how do we serve people to serve up that encounter? How do we prepare that, that place? How do we prepare the atmosphere for people to have that encounter when they come? There's all kinds of ways, and I'm sure you have ideas beyond what my brain is thinking, but um, that's ultimately what we're after. We're after that opportunity for people to have encounter. Second thing, second thing I want you to understand when I'm asking you to consider serving here at Thrive is, is this. Um, sometimes the most important thing that you'll need in order to say yes is the words, the word, no. <laughs> if, you, if you get your yes, 
um, you're going to have to use the word no in order to go after your yes. Are you following me? I want you to hear my heart. I, it's so it's crazy because you might be thinking I'm trying to talk you out of serving. Like we have a say yes campaign. And so I'm like trying to say, don't do that. Say no instead. It's not really what's in my heart. I'm sure you know that. But I, I do want you to understand that, that we, uh, that I believe that we each need to be living with healthy boundaries, right? Otherwise, our yes gets trampled by all the needs and the opportunities around us. It does. So, so when I'm asking you to serve at Thrive, I'm, I'm wanting you to know that I'm fully wanting you to be powerful people in managing your boundaries. I don't want you to feel kind of like this grabbing, pulling thing from, from me or our team. I want you to know we want you to be free to say no. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You're not, you're not going to send me away uh, discouraged. I don't want to pull you into something that you shouldn't be doing. I trust. This is what I trust about you. This is my belief about who you are. I trust that each of you are going to be wise, that you're going to make quality decisions for your life, and that you're going to manage your boundaries well. I'm exercising my power to stay encouraged, to keep pressing towards the vision that God's put in my heart, regardless of what you choose to do. I brought my encouragement with me this morning. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have the power to make me discouraged by what you might say to uh, respond to our message, whether you sign up or don't sign up. It's not, that's not what's going to make me encouraged. I'm ready to be encouraged no matter what. Now, here's, here's something that's important as we're talking about this. The most important yes for each of you this morning isn't whether you sign up as a volunteer in one of the, the areas that are listed out there in the display. The most important yes for you is your yes to God. That's what's important. Your yes to God. And I'm not even talking about your yes to your life calling and your purpose here. I'm not talking about like, what is it that you're aimed at? Like long-term, your, your calling in life. I'm not even talking specifically about that. When I'm talking about the most important yes, I'm talking about your yes to go after God. Your yes to go after his kingdom, to, to see it first. When we seek first the kingdom of God, all the other stuff kind of lines up. It comes behind us and it lifts, it lifts, it lifts us up. But our focus needs to be the kingdom. Your yes to God is an issue that's all about his lordship in your life. Where does he sit? Is he a little tack on thing that's over here? Well, you know, I have, uh, I'm involved in the PTA and I'm involved in this thing over here or I'm involved in, in um, this business activity or I, I serve in these ways in the community. Um, and then God is sort of, he's also one of those things peripheral to your life. And I'm just wanting to tell you here that your most important yes is saying yes to putting him in the very center of your life. Are you walking in relationship with Jesus? If you're feeling distant from him, disconnected from him, this is the yes I'm after today. I don't care if you ever fill out one of those cards out there. If you say yes to God, that's what I'm after. I'd love you to fill out several cards. Go ahead. I'm at, you know, we want that. We obviously didn't put it up so no one would use it. But I, I wanted you to hear my heart. 
this morning and understand that I'm not after you serving in some capacity here. I'm after your yes to God. Maybe you're not sure if you've ever said yes to Jesus. Well, today can be your day. Maybe you know you're not right with God. You've been running from him. I just want to tell you it's time to run home to the Father today. It's kind of an odd moment here for, for the altar call, right? <laughs> but I really, I really want to, to hit that hard right now and just that, so you know that this is your moment. This is your moment to say yes to him. After the service, you'll have a moment to say yes to other things. You, you know, that's, that's great. But right here today in this moment, I want to ask you just to say yes, to live your life, focus with him in the center. So I'm just going to take a second and we're going to pray. I'm not going to ask anyone to stand or come up to the front. But if you, you know your heart, you know where you're at with your relationship to God. If you need to run home to Papa, please do it right now. Just turn the shifted in your heart right now. Just begin to run towards him. And it doesn't matter, matter whether you've done it a hundred times before, but if you're not walking in connection and relationship to him, this is your yes today. Jesus, right now, I just ask that you would come and flood the room. I know you're in pursuit of every one of our hearts. You want to live in perfect connection and harmony with us. Lord, you want us to to really experience the fullness of your love. God, I'm asking you right now to just blow past the barriers, blow past the, the, our excuses, blow past everything that we put up to protect us from fully engaging with you. God, and I pray that you would just, that you would find us this morning and you would captivate our hearts. Thank you, Father. Amen. If, uh, if you feel like you really made a commitment to God during that moment, something shifted in your heart, I want you to come and talk to me after church today because I'd love to connect with you and pray further with you. As I was saying... <laughs> <laughs> to know what we need to say no to, we need to understand our yes, right? So, um, and the most important yes is our yes to God, surrendering to him. Third thing, third thing that I want you to understand as we're asking you to serve here at Thrive. Um, sometimes to pursue God's vision, we do things that are not our ultimate calling. This is not, uh, sometimes we do things that are outside of what we would see, like this is who I'm called to be and this is what I'm called to do. But sometimes God calls us to do things that are maybe outside of that stream. But there are things that prepare us. I, you know, we have lots of different opportunities for you to sign up out there. Um, I don't believe that for any of you, your ultimate calling is to be a Thrive Greeter. That's one of the roles out there. We'd love you to be a part of our greeting team. Um, 
our host teams. We'd love you to serve as a sound tech back there and help us make our services sound good. We love that, but I don't believe that's any of your ultimate calling in life. Like that's what I'm made, I'm made for the booth. I'm made to say hi to people when they come in. And I don't think that's what's gonna make you burn. Like this is why I'm here on this planet to say hello when they walk in the door. Now, you may have that just bubbly joy that loves to greet people and that's awesome. That is so good. Um, but I just don't believe that's your ultimate calling. But but here's, here's the thing I want to kind of dig into. I, I believe that everyone is called to greatness. Every single person ever born, ever walking this planet, they're called to greatness. But here's something that we need to understand. No one starts out great. <laughs> no one starts there. I mean, we kind of grow into that. That's something that happens. We don't, we don't start there in greatness. God calls us to serve where we are, to bloom where we're planted. David, in scripture, he, he was anointed king of Israel, then spent 14 years running from King Saul, hiding in caves before he actually became king. <laughs> I mean, can you just picture David? <laughs> I'm the king. I've been anointed king. Hello. Don't be treating me like that. What, what are you doing throwing spears at me? <laughs> Don't you know I'm the king? I mean, he knew his calling, he knew his destination, but he didn't step into it immediately. And it's the same for us. I was, I was thinking of, of the Apostle Paul. And we, we know the story about uh, Paul. Uh, he, was, he was on the road to Damascus, and all of a sudden he has an encounter where he, he hears the voice of God, and Saul, uh, why are you persecuting me? And he has an encounter with God and it changes his direction. He's no longer persecuting the church, but he's actually one of the believers. But what we don't really see, because the, 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 all of the scripture is kind of compacted, but what we don't know is that Paul, after that point, spent 12 years in the wilderness being taught by the Holy Spirit, learning all the stuff that he needed to learn. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't like wake up the next day after this encounter with God and start writing some of the letters that we all see in scripture. Now, God had some training for him. There's a time of preparation. There's time when God calls you to serve in some ways that don't necessarily line up with your ultimate calling. So when, I, when I'm asking you to come and to serve in some ways, really, I hope you hear my heart. I'm not thinking, well, you know, I see your ultimate calling. Chris, it's just in that usher role. Man, you just are the usher of, of God. If there's anything, there's probably some truth in the fact that you usher in a presence. You usher in the presence of God wherever you go. So, uh, you know, so, <laughs> sorry to pick on you. I didn't, wasn't even intending that. But that's not your ultimate calling, but it can be a place for us to serve. Because God calls us to serve where we're planted. Serve where you're at.
Mark chapter 10. Starting at verse 35. Uh, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> It does. I just, just hit me. I was like, that's really crazy. I mean, uh, when my kids come up to me, they're like, Dad, I want you to do whatever I ask. I'm automatically on guard. I'm like, don't count on it. <laughs> don't expect it. I'm not giving you everything you ask for, especially when you preface it like that. But Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And they replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. And I could just hear Jesus chuckling. Like, that's awesome. Listen to these guys. You don't even know what you're asking, he says. And then he says, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? And here he's actually talking to them about his death that's coming. He's talking, if you, you want to be great, are you able to embrace suffering? Like, it's coming for me? Is that something you're going to be able to do? And they say, verse 39, we can. And Jesus said, you will drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they've been prepared. Uh, when the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. You can probably imagine. And Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them, but it's not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This story is so incredible. Um, one of the things I want to point out here is that Jesus does not rebuke James and John. He doesn't say, you want to be great? You guys are just so selfish. Can't believe you want to be great. <laughs> That's not what he says. He's not even upset with them. It's actually almost like he's laughing. Are you sure? You, I mean, I can't even believe you're asking me that question because you don't know what you're asking. And then he tries to get serious with them. Can you drink the cup that I drink, uh, that, I, that I'm going to drink and be baptized uh, like me? And they say we can. And he believes them. Just like, yeah, you're right. That's probably going to happen. But I can't really give you that greatness thing the way you're asking for it. Um, but this, this, the important thing that I, I, I'm seeing here, uh, well, there's several things, but this, Jesus doesn't rebuke them for wanting greatness, nor is he rebuking any of us for stretching for greatness in our lives. When we reach out, I'm like, God, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want to, I want to accomplish something great in my lifetime. I want to do something that, that causes something to shift in my, in my, in my family line. I want to do something that causes something to shift in my community. I want, I want to be something that's catalytic to bringing change and transformation to this world. And Jesus doesn't look at my desire and think, you're just a little bit proud, you know, 
knock that off. He's actually going, that's what you, that's what you want? It's probably going to cost you something. And he gives them what the cost is. Obviously, for James and John, it was going to be their lives. Martyrdom. I don't think he's asking that of you. Maybe he is. I'm not, who am I to say? But I, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like that's what he's asking me to do. But he, has, he is asking me to make sacrifices. He is asking me to serve where I am. And it says, his answer is he's kind of talking with all the disciples. Because, I mean, the, the ten get indignant, the other ten. They're like, who are you guys? Who do you think you are? You want to be, well, what about me? I want to be great too. And Jesus isn't really even addressing, like, whether they can be great or not. It's like, you can all be great. It's okay. I can't really give away the right and the left. That's not my thing. I can't do that. But if you want to be great... He's giving them a solution. If you want to be great, learn to serve. Learn to, learn to sacrifice your own plans and to serve. Now, I don't know what, I, I can't in my mind recite all of the different roles that are out there on the board. I, I doubt any of them are going to require something so significant of you that you're going to like like give it all like this is my all to be a greeter this you know we're not asking for that level of sacrifice but sometimes just that that little bit of you know what i can i can come to church a little bit early and bring my smile and the presence of god that rests on my life and use that to minister life to other people i can do that that's the yes we're asking for Amen. Serve into the greatness. Again, so uh, I'm, not, I'm asking you to consider serving, not to build my vision, but to respond to God's vision. You know, we want to serve our, our, our region with excellence. And I don't know if you know this, but I can't do that on my own. I would love it if I could. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't want to do life on my own anyway. I want to do that with you guys. But uh, it's not about me. So I can say, well, we did something awesome and aren't I great for doing it? I, I think that what needs to happen in our region is about God's heart. It's not about my vision. It's about his vision. And I'm asking you to serve because um, it's, not, it's not even so much about what it'll do in you, although I'm, I'm after that. I'm after what, when we serve, something grows in our life. So I'm after that. But what I'm really after is the fact that there are hundreds of other people that we are going to come into contact with that when you serve, you get to be Jesus to them. It's that house of encounter. We're called to bring an encounter to the people around us. And it comes in all kinds of different ways, but these ways that we're talking about here, serving in, in, in the kids' ministry, serving in our host team, serving on our worship team, uh, different aspects of serving here at the house. We aren't just saying that because we want to use up all your skills so that it makes us look really good. We're saying we want you to get involved because we're commissioned, we're, we're mandated by God to serve our region with excellence. And you can help us do that by bringing the Jesus in you. 
That's what this is about. So not building my vision, not guilting you into serving, but really wanting to assist you in finding your yes. Like where, what has God made you for? Maybe you don't even know that right now. Maybe you're like, I don't know where I, what I'm called to do in this season of my life. Maybe you don't know that. Well, my, my idea is like, just start with an idea of something that, that you could do for someone else. Find a way to serve. You'll probably grow into the ultimate calling. Serve where you planted. That's what I'm asking of you this morning. We really need everyone to serve uh, the, the people that we're called to serve. We need every single person. I'm sure there's not anyone in this room that, you know, I want to be a part of a church that just, you know, really just hits that mediocre. I'm just, I really just, that's what kind of a church I want to be a part of. You know, if we could just be mildly successful, that'd be important. No one wants that. We want to actually be, we want our lives to matter. We, we want our lives to, to, to create something awesome and it's successful. We all are, we all in our hearts are reaching for best. All time, all kinds of times we settle for a lot less than that, right? You know, uh, you may have asked this question, like, what's, you know, what's going to cause our church to, to really reach the, the fullness of God's heart for us? What would that be? And, and if, if in your heart, your thought, well, it's like, you know, if the worship team would just pick the right songs, you know, that would, our church would be so much better. Or, or if that pastor guy, if he could just be a little bit better teacher, then our church would really do well. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying the role of the worship team, and I'm certainly not giving any excuses for me not to continue to improve my gift and what I do and how I teach. I'm not making excuses. But what I am saying is that that's not the picture that we get in Scripture when we look to see, like, what is it that we're called to do? What is necessary for the church to thrive? Ephesians 4, uh, 15 and 16 says... But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. So this is kind of a picture of the maturity that happens in the body of Christ. Even specifically can be applied to a local congregation. Grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. The growth of the body into fullness, it's not about my ability to teach, Again, I, I want to do my part. It's not about the worship team, what songs they sing, or when they, you know, when they sing on key or when they don't. It's not about those things. It's actually, it says right here, it's when every individual part is properly working. That causes growth. 
So if you're not doing your part, then we can't grow into the fullness of what God has for us. And this is not a guilt message. I hope you got that part throughout my message. This is not about guilting you. This is about saying you're important. Your part is important. I see a couple new people with us uh, and uh, I'm not here wanting you to feel like we're like we're just needy we just need you to do something if you don't what I'm saying is that every single person is important what you bring to the body of Christ is absolutely critical we can't have fullness we can't have the complete picture of of God of Jesus Christ without you so I'm calling you up I'm calling you into maturity I'm calling you to serve where you're planted. John 15, I'm closing here, Helen, so I hope you're ready to roll. Um, John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Now, laying down our lives for others is going to mean more than just being willing to take a bullet for each other. <laughs> right? Uh, I've, I, I, there's a lot of ways that I've been in a relationship with people for years and years, and yet to this day, I've never one time taken a bullet for them. But I believe I've been laying my life down. I, I lay my life down for my wife a lot. She does even more for me. <laughs> but for neither of us, we've never, either one, taken a bullet for each other. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Never. I don't want that. But it means serving. When we lay our lives down for each other, it means serving each other. It means making a different choice than like what serves only you. Make a choice that that serves one another. Uh, uh, there's some en enormous number, like, it's like in the 50s, of how many scriptures there are in the New Testament that talk about one another what we do to build the community, how we serve one another, how we relate to one another. It means serving. So it means choosing things, making choices on a consistent basis that cause others to thrive. That's what you get to do. That's what we all get to do when we bring our gift and we serve where we're planted. Amen? Awesome. Thanks for listening. I have, uh, I'm going to pass it off to Helen now. She's going to share with you some of the practicals about what we're asking and some of what's, what, what's next. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, if, the goal is that even if you're already serving in that area, this, you still have to pick up a card if you want to continue serving in that area. So it is a clean slate really. And, um, <clears throat> We're going to be having the cards out there for the next three weeks, so you don't have to make a decision today. Have a look at them. There's information on the front. Um, we've got a lot for the kids' ministry. There's roles that you probably didn't even know that we had, and it doesn't matter if you've been here five minutes or five decades or whatever. You know, <clears throat> as long as you're teachable, like we're not looking for perfection in this. You don't have to be all together. If you just want to step out and give it a trial, we're not looking for a lifetime commitment either, right? So it's like, oh, can I just give this a go? Absolutely. You know, let's help you in that. Let's help you grow in that and have fun getting to know you in that area as well. So there's kids ministry, there's the worship team, and then there's kind of our host teams. And um, basically every card represents 
a body, like a person, right? So we've printed enough cards to where if we, if we were like, oh, we want eight volunteers to serve once a month, there's eight cards of this out there. So your card represents that position type thing. So snap a picture of them, go home, think about it, come back when you're ready, fill it out. There's a place for your name, email, and phone number on there, and there's a bucket right in front of there. And that's your yes, basically. Um, again, there are bits of information. So just we've listed some training that we're going to be providing what each of the roles uh, have. Um, there's an age requirement. Obviously, some things like security is going to be a higher age requirement than doing preschool songs and that sort of thing. But what we love is we've created, we've tried to create positions where it doesn't matter young or old, there is a place, you know, where you can step out and help out, maybe team up with um, a family member to do. So we love that. Um, and then there's the commitment, and that's not a time commitment as far as, you know, if for three months you're going to be doing this. But it's a commitment of, hey, if we get this many people, then you're just going to be doing one Sunday a month. And even some of them are not, like, you're not giving up your whole service time. Some of them it's going back into the preschool for, like, half an hour just to interact with the kids for a bit, and then you're back in here. So there's so much variety um, out there and, and something, and you don't have to limit yourself to just one two <laughs> because um, you know we can schedule it out to where you can do multiples if you want to as well so if you have any questions especially on the kids roles see Nikki um, or myself and I can direct you to that if I don't know um, if you have any questions on the worship team I would say see John on that and then the host teams we should figure that out anyway see one of us for those but and if you have any questions in general on what we're asking I'll be out there afterwards as well so yeah thank you I think that's everything <laughs> awesome can you stand up we're gonna pray remind you just before I pray that next week um, Easter Sunday we're gonna have some fun here so plan on bringing some friends um, and let's let's have a fun time together amen Lord we just thank you for who you are and how you love us so much God we thank you that you in your plan you don't have just like specific individuals like they're going to be the ones that do it all Lord we're each important that we're each significant in your plan and God I just I just pray grace on each of us to find our yes and to find our way to serve uh, where we've been planted and to to make a difference around us and we thank you Father I want to pray blessing on each person that's here that you would surround them with your presence and your love Amen Awesome. Uh, we'll have a team in the back corner.